Welcome to the very first episode of Zach's for the Future. I am your host, Zach Hilton. If you want to get in touch with the show, we're on Twitter at ZTTF82 and on Gmail with the same address. Um, now, if you know me from a past, I'm a big movie guy, do movie podcasts. Um, I had Zach's movie show and talking with Brooke and Zach. And talking with Brooke and Zach was a little lighter on the movie aspects, but I can't get away from it. I really can't. And in recent months, I've had this, um, not issue, but I've noticed that the internet is very unkind to a lot of movies of today. And when I look at things, it's it's either you really love something or you really hate something. There's nothing in between. And I remember growing up, there you know, there were the movies that were okay, that were good, that you know, I watched them on video. I I liked them enough to rewatch them while growing up. And really what this podcast is going to be is a focus on that. And on top of that, I will have movie reviews for movies from now. Uh, like on this inaugural episode, we will be reviewing um, Spider-Man Homecoming uh, to follow the first old movie that I plan on reviewing. And um, like I said, just recently, I just feel like there's a lot of really harsh, harsh ways we treat movies these days that I think is unfair to them while we give old movies such a pass on a lot of things. Like I, you know, I hear, oh, you know, Clue's a good movie. Even some people saying Clue's a classic. And I do plan on reviewing Clue on this. This That isn't the movie for the first uh, episode. But if you go to like Rotten Tomatoes, it doesn't have a tomato. Like it wasn't well received. But growing up, I remember loving this movie. And then you know, even as an adult, I can still sit here and say, oh, I love this movie. Um, but I think there's a lot of movies coming out in recent years that are just like Clue in, you know, there are laughable moments. It's an okay story. There's a great cast, but you know, if it's not the, if it's not the funniest thing you've seen since the last funniest thing you've seen, you dismiss it. You never want to see it again, which isn't really true. So I guess the main focus of this podcast is I want to talk about these movies and review them with the eyes that I have now as an adult. Um, and I'm going to treat each movie as such. So I'm going to try to go with everything as fresh eyed as possible. Hopefully I'm not too, you know, nostalgic to to them to give them the proper reviews that they deserve um on the show i do plan on having guests not every episode is just going to be me because i'm not quite sure i can handle doing this by myself but it is what it is um like i said earlier later on we will be uh reviewing spider-man homecoming and i keep saying we because i'm so used to multiple people on my show so if i say it i'm sorry it may be the ghost in uh, the recording room right now will uh, 
review it and if that happens that's creepy but um to start the show off to start off hot i think there was there's a movie that i recently watched and i watched it for its anniversary um it's the 30th anniversary of this movie this year and it's um predator and this movie i remember watching as a kid you know i had the toys i remember watching it on hbo i remember you know, always stopping when it was on. Then when I got older, I bought the DVD and then I bought the Blu-ray and, you know, I, I've seen all the iterations since then in theater besides Predator 2. I don't remember. My stepfather could have taken me to that. I'm not sure. But I, I've seen Alien vs. Predator, uh, Alien vs. Predator Requiem, uh, uh, Predators, not bad. And that's what I'm saying right there, where, like, that's a movie to me that's not bad. And I think even gets that uh, same kind of review. But that was, what, like 2010? I don't even remember. But um, I just think recently we're we're going to be harsh on movies. So... I'm going to I'm going to review this movie from my eyes now as a 34-year-old man. Let's do this. This movie was uh directed by John McTiernan and this man directs Die Hard later. So that tells you what kind of director we're dealing with uh, action-wise. The movie stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, uh Bill Duke, Jesse Ventura, um, I'm not even trying that name, I'm looking at IMDb, Shane Black, who was a writer in the 80s, and he was writing a movie, I forget which one, I want, it may not have been Lethal Weapon, but let's pretend it's Lethal Weapon, but like, he's in this movie, and he gets killed so soon in the movie, so, uh, he can get the right, or, so he can write uh, whatever action film he was doing at the time. Like I said, I think it's Lethal Weapon. Do not quote me. Okay, so the story of this movie, pretty simple. A team of commandos on a mission in Central America jungle find themselves uh, hunted by an alien. Uh, uh, alien Predator? Ooh, I used the title. Um, and it, I thought, looking at it, I, I like movies that start off one way and totally wind up another midway through or even near the end like it, uh, what comes to mind to me is like from dust till dawn where you know this you know from dust till dawn there's a robbery some murder they're trying to get away to mexico and then all of a sudden they're in vampire central spoilers if you haven't seen a movie from 1996 um and this movie's very similar. These guys, they're going to, um, you know, try to save some uh, prisoners of war. They get to this camp, and they, they, they find some, and they're like, okay, let's go get them. But also, Carl Weathers' character, he's sending them in there to actually retrieve some information, um, which he didn't tell the team. So, really, Dylan, his character, is a son of a bitch. Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't lying. So, we 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 meet this gang from a helicopter uh, ride. You know what I mean? Um, 
they get their mission, they go in, they retrieve this paperwork, and during all this, they see some funky things like, you know, a helicopter down, and it looks like someone's been brutally murdered, um, and then Arnold's team, who he's playing Dutch, starts getting wiped out, and I really love Arnold in this movie. I mean, I know he's known for the Terminator and Terminator 2 and True Lies, Kindergarten Cop, but I gotta say, I think this is my favorite Arnold role. And even watching it today, I love his charisma in this movie. I, he's so believable as the leader of this group. He's a badass. Like, I really love him in this role. Um, and like I said, one by one, his teammates are getting knocked down, dying. And he's trying to get to the chopper. And so he gets um, gets away from the predator. He's I'm going to call him the lone survivor because... Um, during their mission, they pick up a, uh, a woman who I can't tell is good or bad, but, um, she somehow escapes while the predator is following, uh, Dutch. And I think it's because she's not having a weapon. She's not, a you know, uh, fighting back, uh, prey to the predator who is this alien be- being, um, and uh, they have a very massive showdown one-on-one. Uh, and Dutch pretty much uh, gets the Predator's number. And he he's, you know, Predator is down. He's out. He's about dead. And then all of a sudden, like, um, the Predator reaches on his wrist and he starts uh, counting down to like a self-destruct bomb so dutch gets away and um he gets to the chopper and and the ladies in the chopper and that's the end of the movie that's a brief wrap-up of the movie sorry it was so jumbled but um so yeah that's that's the predator my pros of the movie like i said arnold schwarzenegger he's amazing i think you know he really stands out in this role and you can see why he was 1980s superhero the action star he is definitely today's uh the rock um other things i love the team i love jesse ventura he has some good quips um shane black uh telling some jokes to uh uh billy and billy not really getting them half the time but then at the end he get he gets one while they're you know before they go to their mission um i really love the team like i said and, um, I think it's directed well, love the score of this movie, uh, the music to it's amazing. Um, going to some cons now, I, I do have a couple of cons and I have to say when they go into this camp, you know, to retrieve the information and try to retrieve the POWs. I don't, I don't quite get why they go in so guns blazing because they're shooting up everything. I mean, explosions everywhere. No man left behind. Everybody's dead. But I'm pretty sure that their mission was to go find some POWs, and I forget who says it, but they come up uh, to Dutch and they're like, "No survivors. Uh, no shit." Because you destroyed everything in there. 
I would totally go to Dutch myself and say, oh yeah, the uh, no survivors, they killed them before we got to them. Because you guys destroyed everything. The woods, the jungle, animals, everything's dead. So I didn't really like that aspect that we're, you know, we're not really doing what we're told we're supposed to do. We're just going to go ahead and blow shit up just for the sake of blowing shit up. Um, I, like I said earlier, I like the team. And what I meant by that is like, I like the quips. I like individuality, but like you never really learn everybody's role in this movie. And like, there's one point where, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Jesse Ventura dies and Mac has a hard time with it. And to me, like there was really no character buildup that these two had that close of a relationship. And with that not being there, it reminds me of all the critiques of like Rogue One where, oh, we didn't get to know the team. This is the same kind of effect. I don't know anybody in here besides Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger's character. So, to me, that's that's pretty much a, a, a bad thing that was done. Like, I don't think we really uh, got enough information on everybody's character to really get behind the deaths from the Predator. Um, also, I think my final real gripe with the film is at the end when Arnold Schwarzenegger and the Predator are having this massive fight. Like, you know, it's very intricate. Uh, Arnold's laid traps like it's fucking Home Alone, and I, I just don't get and can't get behind the Predator uh, setting a self-destruct button because in my eyes, the Predator, you know, he he's out to get you. He knows you have a weapon to defend yourself, and when you bested the Predator, you're you're gonna blow yourself up which you know you're trying to blow him up that doesn't seem very predator-esque i would actually say in predator 2 when danny glover kills the predator and he gets the mad respect from the the other predators and he gets thrown that classic musket like to me that's the predator i think if he would have died in honor in my eyes that would have been a better route but um I really, I really still enjoy this movie. I think it's definitely watch, watchable. Uh, Brooke watched it. She enjoyed it. Uh, if you know Brooke from talking with Brooke and Zach. Uh, so if, in my eyes, if you can get Brooke to watch something and be entertained, then hats off to you. You did a great job. Um, let me take a, take a drink of that. I definitely think this is worth a watch. You should check it out if you've never seen it. And if it's been a while, go ahead, rewatch it. It's definitely got um, rewatchability. Um, yeah, so that's my review of Predator. To me, it's still a classic. Uh, it is a classic. It's classic Schwarzenegger. So if you want me to review another uh, Terminator, if you... <laughs> If you want me to review another Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, let me know. Find me on Twitter, like I said, at ZTTF82. Um, and yeah, I'll review another one. I'll let you know if it's classic or just an okay movie or if it was just balls. Uh, like I said earlier, I am going to review Spider-Man Homecoming right now. 
And to give you a little back history on Spider-Man for me, Spider-Man's my favorite Marvel character. Like, Batman's my DC boy, Spider-Man's my Marvel boy, and I love everything iteration-wise that I can get. The comics, the cartoons, the Sam Raimi movies. I even can find love in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Um, but... Going into this, I I get it. There's a Spider-Man fatigue. But coming off uh, last year's Captain America Civil War, where we get the introduction of Spider-Man, uh, I was totally in. I already knew from that point, I was like, I'm going to like this kid. I know Tom Holland's my Spider-Man. Like, when I think of Spider-Man, I think of this high school kid. So going into the movie, after the trailers, really excited. And after seeing it, I got to be honest, like, I, I've already seen it twice. I think this year's been stacked so far with comic book movies, with movies like Logan, Guardians of the Galaxy, Wonder Woman. And I think for me, this is just me personally, it will be in everybody's, like, top three superhero movies by the end of the year because we still got Thor, we still got Justice League, but... I'm just letting it be known. I think Spider-Man for me is not only my favorite superhero movie of the year. I think there's an argument to say that it's top five superhero movies ever. And I think there's, for me, it's my favorite movie of the year so far. And here's why. Growing up, I was a big John Hughes fan. Okay, I love Sixteen Candles. I love Pretty in Pink. I love The Breakfast Club. I especially, 100%, this one's my favorite, love Weird Science. And this movie captures that kind of tone of high school. And somehow they were able to make a John Hughes movie in a super hero world and not only in that my favorite superhero spider-man tom holland is fantastic again i think he's even better uh, like from civil war i find michael keaton is the first villain playing the vulture the first villain of the mcu to really have an interesting story that you can feel for um besides loki uh, and I think personally, for argument's sake, he could be the best MCU villain over Loki. Um, I love how much comedy is in this. Uh, I'm not going to get really into spoilers since it's, you know, still only like a week old. But the story is of Spider-Man trying to find his place, trying to uh, prove that he could be an Avenger. Um, and he gets hold of this crime wave going on in Queens and he has to deal with the vulture and his goons. I mean, basic plot right there, but it's so much more than that. I think there's things that are done in this movie that haven't been done in MCU movies. And I'll, I don't, I, I can't even remember uh, like I said, with the building of the villain, with um, the side characters of this movie, like Zendaya playing Michelle, um, Ned, his friend, um, 
just everybody. Flash Thompson, like, I love Flash the Millennial because it's so believable. Everything is so believable in this movies. And no disrespect to the Sam Raimi ones, I plan to rewatch those two and even doing, uh, you know, a review of that on here. But, like, nothing to me about that in high school was believable. Um, and not only that, like, this felt so grounded. It felt small. Like, yes, there were action pieces, but the action pieces weren't huge. Like, there's, I think, really three action pieces in this movie. And, honestly, I would, in my mind, I, w- I was like, get back to Peter Parker. I want to watch him go through his day and the troubles like every time there's this glimpse of hope that he gets to be a kid he has to go be spider-man where at the same time you get in between he loves being spider-man uh and he wants to prove tony stark well you know what i mean so honestly guys i can't rave about this movie anymore um i think john watts was a fantastic director i didn't realize he directed clown which it was a movie a horror movie from a couple of years ago that i watched recently um i forget i think it's called cop car that uh movie he also directed like he did a fantastic job uh directing this thing um the movie has six writers but for like Honestly, it was okay. I felt like there was three writers that were making a Spider-Man action movie while there was three writers making a Peter Parker Spider-Man high school movie. And it all fit, like, perfectly. Um, Yeah, guys, I say go see this in theaters. I've seen it twice. I got a third time, I think, coming. Um, I'm just so blown away by the fact that we are what 18 movies into a cinematic universe and I I got this movie I think phase three so far is probably going to be the best phase from the MCU uh and Spider-Man to me could end up being the best uh first movie coming out like considering Iron Man and Captain America First Avenger and Thor Ant-Man Doctor Strange I think this one is the best um I'm gonna let it lay for a little while before I actually rank it with where it is because I just don't want to jump the gun of how like because it, it hit all my strings it hit everything I love like I felt I haven't felt like this since like Back to the Future in my eyes like Tom Holland's very uh charismatic like Michael J Fox and you know the fact that you're mixing my favorite like genre growing up with my favorite genre as an adult is amazing so hats off to Spider-Man Homecoming go see it Guys, thank you for uh, listening to me ramble for, you know, the past almost 30 minutes. Like I said, if there's a movie you want me to review, uh, tweet me at ZTTF82. That's the Gmail as well. Um, I believe it's the Gmail as well. I don't want to give you guys uh, bad information. I feel so crappy doing this i'm not prepared yep that's the gmail zttf82 at gmail.com uh if you still want to get a hold of me 
any other way, I got the Talking with Brooke and Zach page still up, so you can uh, hit me up on Facebook there. Uh, Once again, thank you for listening. This has been a blast. I can't wait to do more of these, and uh, we'll catch you next week.